Welcome back to the What's the Dill podcast. How are y'all doing? Hope you're having a great week. Hope you're all having a great Easter season. It's still Easter season. Pentecost is not here yet. So we still have to celebrate the risen Jesus. And this week, I want to talk about power, Jesus, humility, service, being a servant, and the Met Gala. That's right, the Met Gala. The Met Gala is this week. And for those of you who don't know what the Met Gala is, the Met Gala is a fundraiser for the Met Museum in New York. And it's hosted by Vogue, like the magazine. And it is um, like every year has a theme where it's like this fashion theme and there's these very big like shows of art and fashion and celebrities and they all come together at the Met and they're all dressed up really, really crazy and have all these really expensive gowns and jewels on. And then I guess they go inside, have a fundraiser. I don't really know how it goes. I don't know if they're like bidding on stuff. I don't know if they're bidding on pieces of art. I don't know if they're just giving money. I don't know if there's silent auctions. They could all just take a bunch of pictures out on the red carpet, go inside on their phones for an hour, and then go back out. Who knows what they're actually doing in the Met Gala. But the Met Gala also is a symbol of like celebrity culture. It is this time every year where celebrities go to the Met Gala and they get dressed up and it is like awe-inspiring. It is like the outfits, the art, the power, the celebrities. And it is this show of like power. And then people are obsessed, you know, with celebrity culture as we are in the world. You know, we're obsessed with celebrities. And so people are obsessed with the art, the symbols. What do they mean? Everyone's coming. Wow, they look beautiful. You know, this is a crazy dress, the hairstyling. And um, it's a really, really big emphasis. What I would say is like the height of celebrity power. Like it's a who's who of like celebrities in the Met Gala. And everybody goes, oh, they're invited. They're not invited. And um, there's kind of people get worked up about the, this kind of like height of celebrity. And people aspire to be a part of that culture and that circle and to get invited that. And that is like a stamp of, um, you know, making it being invited to the Met Gala is a stamp of making it. So what does that have to do with the Easter season? Well, um, I have some notes down here. So, you know, and for those of you listening, I'm, I'm doing this, make sure you go sub- to YouTube and subscribe, go subscribe on YouTube because there's some great videos, me and, Backseat Media Headquarters in Austin, Texas, a.k.a. the Dill Apartment. Um, But, you know, I think why the Met Gala and the Easter season are connected in my mind is because the Met Gala is the show of, like, power, celebrity culture, the height, like, this unattainable goal that we normal people can't get to. And then, hey, look at all of us. Look at the expensive jewels and the expensive things and clothes we have on our bodies. It's heavenly. You know, this is like a slice of heaven that you cannot attain. And as we know as Christians, that is not even real power. That is like humans trying to show their hardest, their most power at its highest form. Power worship. Like, hey, like this is the height of culture. But we know that all power comes from God. All power, real power comes from God himself. And let's look at the example of Jesus, the ultimate king, the ultimate person that is to be worshiped, 
God himself, when he became man, what was the sign of him? What was like the tall tale sign of him? It wasn't jewels, power, exclusivity, money, fame, fortune. It was humility, service. Jesus said, I come to serve, not be served. It's like, wow, that is, I mean, that is God saying that. I come to serve, not be served. That is God. You know, what are the people at the Met Gala saying? What are those celebrities? Are they saying, hey, we're here to serve. No, they're saying, look at me and look at the accomplishments of me and look at the accomplishments of man. And God, who has all the real power, comes down as a man, the ultimate example of humility, and says, I'm here to serve all of you. So the Easter season is also the example of true power because what was Jesus's, what was the Paschal mystery? That Jesus died, that the Roman Empire, the most powerful empire in the history of man, condemns this man to death. And they said, he's saying he's God, there's all of these rumors, we're condemning you to death. And what is Easter all about? It's that the Roman Empire said, Christianity and God, this man Jesus is dead when Jesus died on the cross. They said, no more. The spread of all of that is done. All of you people who are saying you're Christians, you need to stop. They put two broad, big, burly soldiers outside of his tomb to make sure no one would play around and no one would come to try to move his body or pretend like, hey, he's actually going to rise from the dead because he said he was going to rise from the dead. And what happened? One angel came and those big, burly Roman soldiers cowered and pretended they were dead because they were so scared. So when Jesus died, the Roman Empire thought they killed Christianity. When Jesus rose from the dead, he showed that his mission and his kingdom cannot be stopped by any man, any empire, any human thing. What Jesus builds, no man can tear down. So Jesus went up against the most powerful empire in the history of man of all empire, empires, the Roman Empire. And he said, I'm going to go do my mission in the middle of that, in the height of that, in the middle of that, I'm going to go spread the gospel. And the Roman Empire said, no, this is done. That's over. We're going, to, we're going to humiliate you, Jesus. We're going to put you on a cross and we're going to kill you. Christianity is dead. But then what does Jesus do? He's actually the the source of all power. Jesus actually has real power. Not Roman Empire power, not Met Gala power, not celebrity fame and fortune. Jesus is the source of all power. He rose from the dead. Christianity couldn't be stopped. People started joining the church. The apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit in Pentecost. That's coming up in a couple weeks. And Christianity started spreading like wildfire. Jesus is moving in the hearts of people for the last 2,000 years. And the church is bigger than ever. And the, you know, the life with Christ is still powerful and relevant more than ever because Jesus has true power. You know what I mean? The Roman Empire, that's ruins. Your empire that was so big and grand, you know, the Roman Empire, it's ruins now. It's ruins. It's a museum that we go to see. You know what I mean? Think about that. The Roman Empire was around for like a thousand years. And what is it now? It's just stuff that we go on a tour to go see. Oh, look at that. That's really old. Nothing. It's nothing anymore. It's just ruins and stuff that we put in a museum because it's not real power. It's not real power like the power that Jesus has. So I love that the Met Gala is in this Easter season because it's like, hey, 
That's like the height of humanity. Cool, that's great. But you know who's on our team? The team that we're on? The power of God, the height of divinity, the height of eternity. That's the team that we're on. And Jesus is said that we need to be humble. Humble. We need to serve. So it's like, I love the kind of juxtaposition of it because like, what does the Easter season mean? It's not like, hey, great, Jesus rose from the dead. That gives us the freedom to go do whatever we want and chase fame and fortune. No, it means that we need to follow the example of Jesus and be humble every day and serve. So how do we do that? How can we do that in the Easter season? How can we live out that humility and servant heart that Jesus had? Number one, all of our talents come from God. And they're meant for God's glory. So all of the things that we're really good at, all the things that we love to do, all the things that make us unique and great that people would celebrate us for, they come from God. They're God's. They come, he gifted them to us and they're meant for God's glory. And that's something that I'm trying to do here with Backseat Media and What's the Deal um, and using my media skills and my communication skills, which I'm growing in every day. Um, and it's been this like, witness to say, hey, like I'm using these skills that I have, not just so I can make fame and fortune and um, try to like put myself in the best situation here, but to try to build God's kingdom. That is why I have these skills. That is why God gave me these skills to use to build God's kingdom. And so when we think about the things in our life, like we can go be anything we want because God wants, you know, priests he wants basketball players. He wants movie directors. He wants accountants. He wants world travelers. He wants mothers. He wants fathers. He wants people to live in Canada. He wants people to live in South Africa. He wants people to live in Russia. Jesus wants us everywhere using all of our unique talents for him. So like, I feel like there's a freedom in that. There's this freedom to know that like the things that I'm good at, the things I like to do, I can do them freely and try to be excellent in them and rise to the heights of humanity because it's all for God's glory. All of our talents are meant to build God's kingdom and chances to witness and opportunities to talk about God and say, hey, like, you know, this is what I'm good at. This is what I like. And like, I want to do it to change hearts and minds for God. And for me, all right, my battery pack just died. So uh, we're back in business here. Okay. Where was I? So the freedom to know that God gave us talents, things we really like to do and things that we're good at because it's meant to build God's kingdom here on earth and in heaven. It's meant to win souls for God because, you know, people don't like witnesses of like, you know, terrible bottom feeder, like things of no, you know, we're actually supposed to show God's power through us being excellent. So it's like this podcast, I want this to be great because I want to show God's power and show God's glory through my skills. So I'm working hard to be a better communicator, to you know, think of good ideas to work hard to make this an entertaining, evangelizing, great podcast because I want to show that God's glory can be reflected through me. Just like it could be reflected through you, it's meant to be reflected through you. We're not just supposed to be meek, you know, like, oh, like just downtrodden, selling people, hey, you know, I I love God, so you know, I'm just kind of going to sit around all day and just ponder about how much I love God. No, we're meant to go out there and use our talents and gifts for God. Our gifting is very important. So pray about your gifting, ask God what it is, how you can use your talents for his kingdom. He'll tell you. Number two, talked about this before, detachment. Detachment from earthly things. This is very hard. This is challenging. We live in a culture of excess, so much excess. It's like kind of disgusting sometimes when you think about it, how much stuff we have, in, uh, particularly in America, how much stuff, how much access 
we're just like engulfed with everything more. We're in the culture of more. How much you want more? When do you need it now? I need everything now more. It's not good enough. You know, like everything is so excessive in our culture. We have very little people and voices talking about, you know, like detachment. We have very little voice, very little uh, attention put to, um, you know, a culture of prudence or temperance. You know, temperance is not something that the American culture celebrates, but temperance is a great antidote for the culture of excess that we're in. It's a great antidote for the um, sadness or unsatisfaction that we can feel sometimes when we get a lot of stuff, but we don't feel fulfilled. Temperance is a great antidote for not being fulfilled from earthly things. So when we practice temperance and we practice detachment, it's easier to focus our eyes on God. It's easier to focus our gaze on Jesus because we don't have as many things distracting us and we can like see the true power of God. I know for me, it's like when I, you know, when I'm not being tempered, when I'm eating a ton or I'm, you know, focusing on myself and just think about how all the things I can get, gather, you know, money, power, reputation, food, you know, drink, whatever it is, when the focus is all on me, it's so hard to focus on God and to look at God because I'm just worried about protecting me and satisfying me. But detachment from earthly things helps us focus our gaze on God and put the attention on God. So again, Met Gala, the attention's all on the people, the celebrities. Look at how beautiful the celebrities are. But with temperance, with our culture of excess, you know, combat that culture of excess. So we want to be detached from these earthly things to fix our gaze on God. Third way we can practice humility and service during this Easter season is through reading the scriptures and seeing the examples of those who've come before us in our salvation history, in our church history, and look at what they said. Look at their lives they lived. If you look at every person in the Bible and the thinkers who've come after, the holy people and the saints, it's like the message is all the same. Give your life entirely to Jesus. He will fulfill you more than anything in this world. He will satisfy you more than in this world. He cares for you. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. Give your life everything over to him, all your worries and your fears. Everything, like from Paul all the way to uh, blessed Carlo, like it's all the same thing. Jesus will fulfill you and satisfy you more than anything in the world. Give your entire every being, fear, anxiety, everything over to him. And it's so easy for us just to be like, Nah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to give everything. I'm still pretty worried about getting a second car. See, for me, my family needs a second car. So that's what I'm kind of worried about. I'm not really going to give that to Jesus, you know, because also my job and career, I want to make sure I can set myself up for a career really good because I don't know if Jesus really understands the modern American workplace culture. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think. Those are the holdbacks I have from really giving everything to Jesus. We hold back so much. But when we read the scriptures, we see people that were the foundations of our church that's been around, this foundations of power instilled from God and Jesus. This real examples of power is humility, is service, is people who are giving their entire lives to Jesus. And I think that's a great way that we can practice humility and service during this Easter season, like real, you know, humility and service is through reading those examples, reading the saints, reading the lives of the saints, seeing how they did it. I know for me, when I hear about lives of saints um, and people, you know, in the Bible, it's like, it can be really powerful to think about that example, you know, think about the apostles. Jesus called 
the apostles. You're just like fishing. They were just at their work. They're just at a job. And a guy was like, hey, come, come follow me. Leave all of this. Follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. And they did it. I mean, like a three-line pitch. That's all Jesus gave to Peter and Andrew. And they came and followed him. They dropped everything. It's like daily I need to convert, to convert my heart because I need to keep going a little bit more. And daily, you know, working on giving my whole life to God. And these apostles, they just dropped everything to follow God. And you know what? Like, these are the people we stand on their shoulders of our church today. Our church today stands on the shoulders of the people in the Bible and the apostles and the saints who've come before us. So let's read these people. Let's see the lives of Jesus. The, the, let's see how Jesus has worked in people's lives. You know, really powerful examples of that. Um, and let's not just be the prisoner of the moment, the prisoner of American culture, the prisoner of the 21st century culture, the prisoner of social media culture, where it's just like only life exists on social media. We all know that our life is so greater than social media. We all know that our life is in heaven, our true life, and that like our church has existed for thousands of years. And, you know, no matter what people say, you know, our church is going to be around and it's going to exist and it's going to be powerful because Jesus is the real source of power. Okay, that is it for me today. Um, really fun episode for me. It was fun to do this, fun to talk about, you know, Met Gala and the kind of, you know, celebrity culture and then the real show of power of Jesus, that Jesus is the real powerful one. Um, and then some practical ways to live out this humility and service that Jesus calls us to every day um, during the Easter season. So thank you all for watching. Go subscribe on YouTube to What's the Dill podcast. Need need some support there. Love for you to see the videos of this um, podcast. Also make sure you subscribe on uh, all your podcast platforms. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking out. I love seeing all of you respond or comment or reach out to me. Again, this journey of using my gifting, like I just talked about, for God and Jesus building the kingdom. Thank you all.